the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. on the Central Coast. It is Tuesday. I know it feels like a Monday, but it's Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. I'm Dave Congleton, welcoming you to another edition of Hometown Radio. If you had yesterday off, I hope you made the most of it and enjoyed yourself. If you had to work, thank you. Hope you got through it. Hope you hang out with us. Craig and I are with you all the way till 7 o'clock. On this broadcast today, later on this hour... Kathy Mink from the Diversity Coalition of San Luis Obispo County will introduce us to their speaker for their Wednesday night presentation, Speaking Out Against Dehumanizing Rhetoric, a topic ripped from the headlines. At 4.05, Eric Gorm is going to explain to us what happened yesterday up in Paso Robles with their Martin Luther King celebration. Apparently there was a protest by some with uh, Laureen McCoy, who's a duly elected Paso Robles School Board trustee. She was invited to speak. Apparently, some people didn't like that idea. And now trustee Kenny Any wants an investigation into what happened. So what happened? We'll uh, get the latest from Eric. First time guest at 505, Courtney Johnson. This has been... A while in the making. We've been uh, we've been hoping to have a conversation with Ms. Johnson for a while. She's the director of the airport. She's had that position for three and a half years. So how are things going at our county airport? We want to hear from her, and we want to give you a chance to ask questions directly, because that's how we roll here. Mark Burns at 605 talks about what's happening, not happening with commercial real estate, specifically in downtown San Luis. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. And let me just quickly remind you that uh, tomorrow Ingrid Pierce is just back from South America and Antarctica. (laughs) That's right. She's just back from South America and Antarctica. We'll talk. Former County Supervisor David Blakely probably hasn't been on this show in a decade. He makes up for that tomorrow. Special guest, uh, esteemed neurosurgeon, Dr. Phil Kissel. We want to talk to Dr. Phil about a couple different things. We, We will do that tomorrow. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. Meanwhile, I'm looking over at the one, the only, Mr. Craig Hill. Craig, welcome back from your three day. Yeah, you too. How was it? Yeah, it how, was. Uh, how many how many Elvis movies did you watch? None, but I did get some stuff done on my. I, I bought a new International Scout seventy three Scout. And, oh, you bought it? Yep. And so I've been uh, trying to figure out a few problems I've been having, and uh, got it done 
this weekend. Now, you're a big fan of the Scout. Yeah. Why is that? What is it about the International Scout? Well, it's funny, and it, it, my story is the same as many other people's stories. They wanted to get a Bronco and couldn't afford one because the vintage Broncos, they're going for like $20,000 in rusty hulks. And so I ended up getting a Scout many years ago, and I realized it's got a bigger uh, carrying capacity. It, it's a beautiful-looking truck, the design. It has open window frames, and once you drop the uh, the window, it's just you know open all the way. And it's got a huge engine, seven twenty seven torque flight trans. Anyway, it's just a it's an amazing truck. And what are you going to do with this? Uh, well, my plan is to keep it. It's my dream vehicle. It's nineteen seventy three, so it is. is that you were born. It's yeah, you was born, but it's also it's smog exempt, so I will never have to smog it. It's <laughs> running on old fashioned points and condenser. I don't have to worry about any computer junk. Why is it um, smog exempt? Because in California, everything's 75 and older is smog exempt. Okay. So I'll never have to smog. I never have to worry about any interference from government agencies. They just leave me alone. And it's just an old truck. And it looks like a beater. And that's what I want it to look like. But mechanically, it is going to be, when I'm done with it, uh, perfect. So that, that's the plan. i I, I got to do some uh, changes to it. Right now, it's got like a 10-inch lift on it. I can barely get in the thing. It's like getting on the back of a horse when I try to get inside. I have to lift my wife up into it and everyone else into it, basically. So I'm going to drop it down about uh, eight inches and uh, get it a little more manageable. That's the plan. All so right. That's what I'm doing. That should keep you busy. Now, we're going to take the first break early because when we come back, if you were listening to Scott and Andy this morning, you know that all this week they have ZZ Top tickets to give away at the California Mid-State Fair. But I think we've got something pretty special. Every day this week, Craig and I are going to give away some tickets to see the Happy Together Tour at Vina Robles. This is going to be on Friday, July 12th. This is my definition of the fact that I'm old. I'm excited about this. <laughs> we got the Turtles. We got Jay and the Americans. We got the Association. We have Badfinger, the Vogues, the Calcils. They're all coming to Vina Robles on Friday, July 12th. So I would encourage you to stick around because when we come back, chances are pretty darn good we're going to give out the free tickets for today. Dave Congleton, Craig Hill, that equals Hometown Radio. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Our friends from the Diversity Coalition of Slow County join us after news at the bottom of the hour. Anyway, uh, Craig and I have been away for the last couple of days. And I think uh, in February we get President's Day. And then that's it until the Memorial Day. But we take these holidays as we can. Uh, the lovely uh, Kathy and I. We ended up seeing a couple movies. We had we had some time with friends. We had some time with family. Two movies I would recommend. Uh, one movie we saw was called Anatomy of a Fall. Fascinating, fascinating French movie. I believe it's still at the Palm. You can see, you can see this however you see your movies. 
Anatomy of a Fall. It's a French movie. In, interesting film. At the beginning of the movie, a writer falls to his death from the top floor of his home, chalet, whatever you want to call it. And the question becomes, did he jump or was he pushed? And the whole movie is, as they try to figure out, because he's married to another writer and that writer's more successful and she's become more successful with an idea that he originally had. And there's obviously some tension in the marriage. But is it tense enough to uh, warrant her to kill him? It's called Anatomy of a Fall. And then uh, the other movie that we saw, we went down to Santa Barbara. I don't know why this is, but in, um, in the movie biz, movies always come to Santa Barbara a week before they come to Slow County. That's the way it's been historically. You see a movie in Santa Barbara, if you just wait one week, it will be here in San Luis. But the movie we went down to see is one I've been looking forward to for a long time. It's called American Fiction. It stars uh, Jeffrey Wright. I predict when the Oscars come around, he's going to be nominated for Best Actor, and the movie is going to be nominated for Best Picture, and, and I think Cord Jefferson. First film. First film this guy did. I think he's going to be nominated for Best Director. Not saying they're going to win, but it's it's really that good of a movie. And Jeffrey Wright, I mean, that guy has been in supporting roles forever, and he finally got a shot at a starring role, and he really delivers. He just he he's this uh, college professor in Los Angeles. He's African American. He writes his serious novels, and at best, he's kind of like uh, mid list. Meanwhile, all these other black authors are finding uh, really huge success by uh, pandering to the uh, stereotypes that we have of black people. And so Jeffrey Wright's character says, okay, if that's what sells, I'll, I can dish that garbage out. And he writes one under a pseudonym, and he's stunned by the fact that it takes off. Meanwhile, he's uh, dealing with a mother with uh, uh, Alzheimer's and uh, a younger brother who has become gay. And he's got all these family issues he's got to deal with while also trying to find his voice as a writer. And when I posted on Facebook, I said, oh, geez, this is like... uh, this is like sideways. It's got a lot of humor, but then it swings. It's got a lot of pathos to it, and it's just a great, great, great story. So if it's in Santa Barbara this weekend, it will be on the Central Coast this weekend. And I just uh, strongly encourage and highly recommend the movie American Fiction. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. So, Vina Robles. I know it's only January, but you got to be thinking about your summer. You got to be thinking about your summer plans. You got to decide when you're going to go on vacation. If you're like, lucky enough to go on vacation, you got to decide what you're going to be doing. And of course, you know, in the summertime, we head up to the Mid State Fair and we head up to Vina Robles. We head to the beach. We enjoy the Mozart Festival. I mean, summers here have become pretty predictable. 
all sorts of good things taking place. And Vienna Robles is certainly delivering. They don't have their full schedule announced yet, but they've got ZZ Top and they've got the Happy Together Tour. So let me just repeat that Andy and Scott, every morning this week, they're going to be giving away free tickets to see ZZ Top. Now, the other big concert that's already been announced is this Happy Together Tour. These are all great groups. These are, these are groups from when I was growing up. These are groups from when many of you were growing up. Uh, we've got the Turtles. And we've got Jay and the Americans. We've got the Association. The Association was here a couple of years ago with um, the Rotary brought them in. We got Badfinger. We got the Vogues. And we got the Calsills. And the Calsills, of course, were the group that inspired the Partridge family. The Calsills, they, they did hair. They did, um, I love the flower girl. And the one about the rain. They had like three big hits. But all these groups are going to be on the same stage at Vina Robles. That's going to be on Friday, July 12th. Now, this is how old I've become. I, I saw this. I was like, oh, I, I've got I've to I've get these tickets. And we're going to make it easy for you. Now, the tickets go on sale Friday. But on Thursday, you can go to our Facebook page at News Talk 920 KVEC. And just for you, just for you, we're going to have a local pre-sale with a special code. So you're going to be able to buy tickets before anybody else to see the happy together. And then I'm just double-checking Andy's notes here. It looks like the same deal is going to be true for ZZ Top. So for both Happy Together and ZZ Top, you can go to our Facebook page at News Talk 920 KVEC on Thursday and get the local pre-sale code. I would do it. Now, let me let me pick on uh, Craig for a second. Uh, Craig, you're a little bit younger than I am. Uh, so here, here are all the groups. Uh, the Turtles, Jay and the American, Americans, Badfinger, the Association, the Calsills, the Vogues. How many have you heard of? Is my is my vo- there we are yeah yeah I've heard uh, all of uh, well maybe the Vogue let's try it again the Turtles yeah Jay and the Americans no Badfinger yeah the Association yes Calsills yes the Vogues I, I'm I five don't... o'clock world when I can't sing don't not make me sing not sure on that one but I've heard it before I I've heard of all those other groups and the one thing I think of when you say all those groups I think. Man, that is like a soundtrack right there. Right there. All their artists. And Boom. in fact, I heard the uh, spot for uh, one of the art with the uh, the Turtles, and it reminded me of that 70s show because they did a musical episode. And Happy Together was the main song in that musical, that 70s show episode. One of the great songs of the 1960s, Flo and Eddie. So, um, I'm sorry, who started in? That was great. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Wright. 
Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. you said he got a chance yeah. to start, but he had actually started in Basquiat. Yeah. And that's where I was first introduced to, to him, and I thought he was great. And I've seen the uh, so clips me, of this let, movie. Let me, let me rephrase it. Uh, this is the first movie that people actually went out and saw. Eh, people saw Basquiat. Not many. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see this movie. You'll love myself. it. It's very clever. All right. How would you like two free tickets to the Happy Together Tour? This is at Vina Robles. Well, let me put one caveat in here. The tickets are not going to be physically available until the springtime. So you may win the tickets today, and you will have won the tickets, but they are not going to be available until later in the year. But you're the winner. You are the winner right here, right now, if you're caller number 8. 805-543-8830. Caller number 8. You will get two free tickets to the Happy Together Tour at Vina Robles on Friday night, July 12th. July 12th. With the Turtles and Jay and the Americans and the Association and Badfinger. And the Vogues, and the phones are exploding. The cow sills, all on one stage. And you don't have to spend the concert listening to all the garbage songs to get to the good stuff. It's all good stuff because they're all coming out and doing their hits. You're not going to get a better deal. And we like this deal so much, we're going to come back and do it again tomorrow, and do it again on Thursday, and do it again on Friday. Why, look at these phones go. All right, let's see who Craig has found. Who is our caller number eight? We go to Tascadero for Mike on KVEC. Hey, Mike. Hello. Hey, Mike, congratulations. Well, thanks. This is wonderful. Of all these groups I named off, do you have a favorite? Oh, probably the association. Yep. Yep, they're the most well-known, and it's early in your planning, but July 12th is going to work for you? Oh, you bet. All right, sir. Hang on, Mike. Congratulations. Craig is going to take your information, and that is going to happen. So let me just remind you, Thursday, go to the Facebook page at News Talk 920 KVEC, get the code, and you'll be able to get your tickets on Thursday before anybody else gets them on Friday. I know. That's a pretty good deal. And listen to Scott and Andy, because every morning this week, they're giving away ZZ Top tickets. So between all the groups I've just mentioned and ZZ Top, there's got to be somebody here that you want to hear. So there we go. As you can see, we're in a wonderful mood today. Off we go. We've got California Headline News and then ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. Then we'll check in with our friends from the Diversity Coalition. Eric Gorham at 405. This is Hometown Radio.
This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Eric Gorham joins us during the 4 o'clock hour. This segment with the spotlight on our friends at the Diversity Coalition of San Luis Obispo County. Big presentation tomorrow night. It's a Zoom presentation. You don't have to go anywhere other than to your computer. It's called Speaking Out Against Dehumanizing Rhetoric. Uh, We welcome back to the broadcast Kathy Mink from the Diversity Coalition. Kathy, good afternoon. Hi, Dave. Thanks for being with us. We're also joined by one of the featured speakers. We say good afternoon and welcome to Lindsay Schubiner, Director of Programs at Western States Center. Lindsay, good afternoon to you. Thanks so much for having me. Good afternoon. Kathy, let me start with you, please. What's happening tomorrow at 6 o'clock? Well, as you just said, uh, the Diversity Coalition San Luis Obispo County is offering another presentation in our series, which we call Fostering Understanding in Our Community. And this time the title is going to be Speaking Out Against Dehumanizing Rhetoric. And this is a Zoom presentation from 6 o'clock to 7.30, and you can register it for it by going to our website, diversitysLO.org. It's free, it's open to the public, but it's only on Zoom, right, Kathy? Correct. All right. Um, Lindsay, I'll admit up front, I'm not familiar with the Western States Center. Why don't you take a minute and talk about the important work that you do? Absolutely. Thanks so much. Western States Center is a nearly 40-year-old organization. Uh, We're a civil rights organization that works for inclusive democracy. And an important part of our work is monitoring and countering white nationalist and other bigoted and anti-democracy movements and supporting communities and democratic institutions uh, uh, and other, you know, elected officials and leaders to um, uh, to do what they can, particularly when they're when they're threatened um, by these movements and looking at, you know, what are the goals of these movements and, and how can we push back as uh, as a broad coalition uh, in society of those of us who, who believe in and support inclusive democracy. Lindsay, what's the website for the organization, please? We are at Western States center.org and kathy sketch out the evening for us because Lindsay's going to be presenting but you also have some other presenters as well yes um when we were we had several meetings on our uh, from our board um about how to best respond to the fear and grieving in large segments of our community And the presentation we came up with, um, I think, will be a balance of education and healing. We're going to have Lindsay Schubner, who you just introduced, uh, talk about the Western State Center's guide on speaking out against dehumanizing rhetoric, among other things. And then we're going to have her presentation followed by thoughts from two esteemed community members, and that's uh, Rabbi Micah Hyman from the congregation Beth David and Ahmed Deif from the Mosque of the Nazarene, and he is also the president of the Islamic Society of Slow County. Kathy, will there be a chance for participants to ask questions? Most definitely. Um, 
all of our Zoom presentations as well as our in-person presentations. We really value the Q&A portion because we want our listeners to have a chance to voice their concerns and their questions. And so we usually devote at least a half an hour to that at the end of the time. Yeah. But to be clear, Lindsay, you're not focusing tomorrow night on the Middle East situation. You're focused strictly on what's happening in this country, correct? Yeah, I'll be talking about the the rise of uh, Islamophobia and anti-Semitism in the U.S. in in the wake of the October seventh attack and the, the war in Gaza. How how white nationalists have been exploiting this uh, this time to advance their own really dangerous aims. Uh, I'll be talking about the, some of the consequences of, of bigoted and dehumanizing rhetoric and uh, and what communities can do. Yeah. Follow up on that, please, Lindsay. Can you give us some examples of when you say dehumanizing rhetoric? What are we talking about here, please? Yeah, absolutely. We see, you know, we see a huge amount of of bigotry and, you know, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, other forms of bigotry from white nationalists and even from elected leaders, statements that um, treat groups of people as less than human. And we know that that, that, that kind of language um, can be incredibly dangerous. In, in, in fact, dehumanization is, is one um, aspect of, of what uh, academics call dangerous speech, which helps um, reduce the barriers for, for genocide and other forms of, of violence. And how long have you been studying this, Lindsay? Uh, I've I've been doing anti-hate work for over 10 years. I guess what I, uh, what I would like to ask is that, is this the worst you've ever seen it? That's a, that's a good question. Our, our country has seen uh, a huge rise in, uh, in white nationalism and in, uh, and in bigoted conspiracy theories that have really, um, throughout a lot of different areas of society and are, you know, greasing the wheels for, for movements of, of organized bigotry, like the anti-Muslim movement, like, uh, like anti-Semitic and white nationalist movements, um, to, to grow. Um, you know, and, uh, and that includes other anti-democracy movements that have, you know, the goals of, of undermining rights for, for other groups of people. So that, we've seen that, that rise Throughout the pandemic, we've seen how Donald Trump threw open the the door to more overt bigotry, and and how uh, white nationalists really walked through that door. So, you know, I think um, we are facing real challenges to uh, to our communities. We're facing um, a huge amount of hate violence and um, and and some serious threats to the future of democracy in this country. But fortunately, a lot of a lot of what we're seeing is the shifting of norms towards um, accepting more overt bigotry, and that is something that our communities and our leaders can can push back on. Um, you know, norms are are socially created, and and we can have a, a huge impact of on, on that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say things are pretty bad. And I'm following up on that, Lindsay. I'm wondering if access to social media makes it all worse. 
Yeah, I think, you know, social media is a, is a tool that can be, uh, you know, used for a lot of different purposes, but we have certainly seen how, uh, bigoted and far right movements have, um, have used it really effectively to spread their message and, um, and normalize, uh, their, their goals within American society. And that's, that's particularly true when, when we see, you know, inadequate regulation of, um, uh, you know, of, of overt bigotry and, and other, uh, dangerous messages by the platforms themselves and, um, algorithms that even drive people to, um, bigoted and anti-democracy, um, actors and organizations. Well, Lindsay, I have to tell you, you're already stirring up one of my listeners on the Stolberg text line. Let me uh, boil this down for you. Uh, your guests are saying this is only a problem of the right and the left are perfect because they don't do this. That's so far from the truth. I don't hear you saying that. Is that what you're trying to say, that this is only on the right? I think we are seeing over bigotry. Uh, and, the, and the research says that we see overt bigotry more on the right, but uh, bigotry is a, is a problem throughout society. And so it's, we're going to see it in a lot of different places, in, including in our movements, if, if we're not careful and, and we don't explicitly reject it. Um, and I think that's, um, we know that, uh, we know that, that, um, when you when you grow up, you know, hearing um, racist messages or anti-LGBTQ messages, um, that takes uh, that takes a lot of work to to sort of recognize and reject. And um, fear is can be a powerful feeling um, that uh, that uh, that a lot of different actors are working to um, uh, to mobilize, but I, I do want to be clear that that researchers, uh, anti-hate researchers, see um, uh, bigoted and, and anti-democracy threats um, uh, overwhelmingly um, uh, from white nationalists and and other um, far-right groups. Kathy, come to this, please. Why did the Diversity Coalition want to have this presentation tomorrow night? Well, I I spoke to that. Um, when I first, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, um, that we wanted to respond to the fear that's palpable um, and the grieving in our community from many segments of our community, and language is failing us. And um, we wanted a way to grieve and share our fears and have courageous conversations while respecting everyone's humanity in the process. And I think that having Lindsay speak, as, as you just heard, from such a knowledge base about these issues, followed by the thoughts of a rabbi and a member of the um, Muslim community, I think is the balance that we were reaching for and hoping for. And uh, I think that anybody who joins the Zoom tomorrow hopefully will will uh, get what they need out of it and what they're seeking. Well, Lindsay, here's another text coming in on the Stolberg line. This could be a 
harbinger of some of the comments you might get tomorrow on the Zoom. Dangerous Speech is repeatedly claiming that the only issues are coming from white nationalists and MAGA. There are plenty of other groups contributing. How do you respond to that, Lindsay? Um, I would I would point back to uh, you know the academic definition and, and research on what dangerous speech is. Right, uh, academics have have studied have done a lot of study of this, including in in multiple different uh, uh, international contexts. So, answering questions like. Um, whether uh, speech is dehumanizing, um, whether speech asserts uh, attacks on women and girls is a hallmark of dangerous speech, using coded language that has sort of one uh, message on the surface and another message understood by, by people who are sort of in an in-group, um, giving uh, talk about impurity or contamination, claiming that, that, that a targeted, a specific targeted group um, might damage the purity or integrity or cleanliness uh, of an audience group. Um, these are things that are all signs of, um, of dangerous speech, along with um, what's called accusations in a mirror, which, which, is, which claims that the audience faces uh, dangerous, serious, and, and often deadly threats from the group that is targeted. Um, that's something that can encourage people to justify violence in their own minds. And so, yeah. you know, I think um, I, that's, that's an important lens that we take to looking at uh, what do we call dangerous speech and what do we not. And uh, obviously, Lindsay, you've been following this closely and you're seeing more an increase in numbers of of cases and reports and concerns, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, uh, you know, a, a November report from the Tech Transparency Project found that there were dozens of ex-premium accounts, formerly Twitter, that were associated with white supremacy and that were using uh, the war in Gaza to spread hateful messages about Muslim people, Jewish people, and, and immigrants. Um, and many of these or citing or um, echoing the the bigoted and anti-Semitic Great Replacement theory, um, which has been cited by the, the mass murderers that perpetrated the the El Paso attack, the Christchurch the church attack, the the Pittsburgh attack, the Buffalo attack. Um, uh, we're seeing a huge increase in, in in that kind of language online, and and of course there are a lot of real world consequences. Right there is the the murder of, of the six-year-old Palestinian-American boy in, in Illinois this fall based on anti-Muslim hate. There are synagogues around the country that have received bomb threats and, and swatting and, and much more. Um, and I think we're, you know, we're seeing um, impacts in our, in our communities as well with, um, you know, neighbors and, and, and colleagues and, and friends having some really difficult conversations. All right, the presentation is called uh, Speaking Out Against Dehumanizing Rhetoric. It's taking place tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Uh, via Zoom. Thanks to our friends at the Diversity Coalition of San Luis Obispo County. We'll come back and chat some more with my guests. We're live, we're local, we're hometown.
This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Eric Gorham joins us after news at the top of the hour. We're back with Kathy Mink from the Diversity Coalition of San Luis Obispo County. Kathy, let's remind folks what's happening tomorrow night on Zoom. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, and it will go until 7.30, uh, we're having a Zoom called Speaking Out Against Dehumanizing Rhetoric. And you can register for that if you haven't already at our website, diversitysl.org. And the main uh, speaker, Lindsay Schubiner, is with us from the uh, Western State States Center, excuse me, Western States Center. And and I want to follow up on that, uh, Lindsay, if I may. The the title is Speaking Out. How does one speak out against dehumanizing rhetoric without giving away your whole presentation? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think the first step is to really pay attention um, and not write things off. Right. I, I think a lot of times we, you know, we see something, um, we see someone in our community say something uh, bigoted, especially if they're a leader, and we sort of click past it or scroll through. Um, but particularly for those of us who are members of organizations or leaders of organizations, there's a, there's a huge amount of, of power in um really making clear publicly, you know, what values um, your organization stands for, even if it's not an explicitly political organization, if it's, if it's an organization that, that believes in democracy and believes in, in uh, equal rights for all people, um, uh, it can be really powerful to, um, to speak out about what's, what people are saying in, in a community to recognize the, the normalization of uh, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, and other forms of bigotry um, that were that were seen, um, and and push back against it. As, as I said before, when it's a question of norms, um, we can shift those by rejecting dangerous and, and dehumanizing um, language based in bigotry, whether it's whether it's anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, anti-LGBTQ plus bigotry or, or something else. Um, and I think we can also call on our institutions to, to do more to track hate crimes and support the survivors of hate violence. So the things that we know are often the result of um, uh, bigoted and dehumanizing rhetoric. Well, given that, Lindsay, follow up, please. What's on the horizon in terms of white nationalism in this country and how concerned are you? Yeah, I think we are we are tracking um, some some real concerns uh, around uh, a potential rise in, in anti-immigrant rhetoric tied to um, uh, tied to certain elected officials, um, tied to uh, you know the election cycle. Oftentimes, anti-immigrant bigotry uh, ticks up um, in uh, along with with elections. Um, uh, we we're also paying attention to uh, you know the as I said the you know the rise in um, Islamophobia and anti-Semitism that we're seeing as a result of um, attention and uh, you know white nationalists working to exploit the the impact in the U.S. of of the October seventh attacks and the war in Gaza um, and you know I think we. Um, uh, What's on the horizon for, for all of us is, is a big question um, 
coming up about what the future of, of democracy will be in this country and, and whether it will include all of us. Yeah. One last time on your website, please, Lindsay. WesternStateCenter.org. All right, Lindsay, Thanks. thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to your presentation tomorrow. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. All right. Uh, Kathy Mink is with us from the Diversity Coalition of Slow County. It looks like uh, another impressive speaker, Kathy. Let's remind folks about tomorrow night, please. Yes, the title of our presentation is Speaking Out Against Dehumanizing Rhetoric. It starts at 6 o'clock, and you can register it for it at diversityslo.org. It's going to feature... Uh, the guests that you just heard, but it will also have comments from uh, esteemed Rabbi Micah Hyman and Dr. Ahmed Deef from the Mosque of the Nazarene. For people who haven't heard you on the show before, put a plug in for the coalition. You meet pretty regularly, as I recall. Yes, we um, we do a lot of education outreach. I have a program uh, where I bring speakers to the schools to do exactly what we're hoping to accomplish tomorrow night, um, to help them to speak out against dehumanizing rhetoric. Um, but we also have many presentations in a series we call Fostering Understanding in Our Community that we offer free to the public. How come this is on Zoom? How come we're not gathering? Uh, the main reason is that Lindsay lives in Oregon, <laughs> um, so that's that's the main reason. And we wanted to take the temperature down a little bit in case um, there are segments, uh, because right now there's a lot of um, segments in our population that are uh, really riled up about this, and we're hoping that having it on Zoom will be a... Uh, calm and respectful atmosphere to learn and to uh, heal together. Sadly, I think it's probably a good idea. What's the website for the Diversity Coalition, Kathy? DiversitySLO.org. All right, uh, Kathy Mink. So that's at 6 o'clock tomorrow. People can just uh, zoom in. Do I need to sign up in advance? Uh, well, yes, to get the link, yes. Okay. Uh, but you can do it tomorrow morning if you want to. That's fine. But you, you have to have the link, of course, to join us. All right, Kathy, keep up the good work. Thanks for being with us. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. I'm Dave Congleton. Stick around. 4 o'clock hour starts now. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.